it's time to stand up or shut up. With your hosts, Chris and Jen, this is the Theme Park Stand Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 33. We have a good one for you this week. Yeah, guys, and it's Christmas season. <laughs> Topic of discussion. <laughs> LFG. Mariah Carey is thawing out as we speak. She's got the heels ready. <laughs> With that, guys, we have a super exciting episode. We have Ryan from Dorney Park back. Yes. Greetings. Greetings, everybody. It's good to be back. And uh, just looking forward to Iron Menace in 2024. Just got finished our, our haunt season, which is the end of our 2023 season. And uh, yeah, just looking forward to a little bit of time off here in the off season. Some snow and some construction. Ooh. Spicy. Ooh. I'm excited for snow construction pictures. I didn't even think about that. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, we're we're ready. We got cameras everywhere, and I got a I got like my whole team is on board right now. Like, oh, we got security guys out there getting stuff on their cameras and uh, maintenance guys. So uh, we're ready to get all the juicy content for everybody. I'm very excited. Are you are you able to have a webcam on the area? So yeah, so that's been a part of like discussions and, and trying to be good partners with everybody. Um, I don't want to put it all on the general contractor, but I know there were some concerns about having a, we have camp. First of all, we already have cameras. Yeah. It's just a matter of like, are we allowed to, to stream? Um, I think once we start going vertical there, they may receive it better. Like all parties involved may be more receptive to doing that. Uh, right now though, we're kind of stuck. It's kind of like being in a, contract negotiation where money's not exchanged and i'm the one who's like it's gonna be great content and uh it's gonna be fun for people to watch and it just trying to get everybody there so i think we might have a better time getting over the hump when we're not digging down into the ground and um you know just doing some things that are a little more challenging and complicated everybody might feel a little bit better so stay tuned maybe uh we'll get an update on that in a week or two awesome heck yeah pump man so Let's recap the Dorney season. So how'd it go? How'd, how'd Dorney go this year? What a year. So it's crazy. I always say um, I'm like super lucky and blessed. Like so stupid. Like my life's stupid. I, you know, it's like I don't, I don't even know this is a real job a year and a half ago, two years ago, and um, kind of stumble on it on like Indeed or something. I don't even know. I'm just like working a boring government job. And uh, next thing you know, I'm here and. 2022 is kind of a whirlwind first year, but like nothing super exciting at Dorney Park. Like I always laugh, like the most exciting thing I got to do was Alfundo's house. I was like pumped to be like, oh yeah, I get to like reveal Alfundo's house. And now here I am. It's like, there's probably been eight or nine public relations managers, directors at Dorney Park who never got to do what I'm about to do and do, do Iron Menace. And so um, kind of like knowing that and knowing kind of like the honor and the responsibility of that, like I put everything I had into that. Um, not only the announcement, just like this year in general, whether it was Ghost in the Machine, whether it was, um, you know, just hanging out with folks like you guys or drunk riders, anybody like that, just um, just really put everything I had into the job. First of all, like I'm a creative and I, I love the park. Um, but second of all, I just I just kind of under, understand the importance of it and what it means to kind of reset ourselves as a park and as a market. So um, incredibly challenging year. Once we got through August 10th, I just remember sitting in our sitting in my office and we all kind of had like a little celebration, like, hey, we made it. 
And uh, then just being like, hey, man, now we got to like now we got to get ready for September 7th. And I'm like in my office, September 7th, because that was the Ghost in the Machine reveal. And then we got to and don't forget, like we had Grand Carnival and all that stuff. And we still got to open the park, which is a heavy lift anyway. Um, but then get through that. And then I'm like, you know, oh, boy, get through Ghost in the Machine. And then I'm like, OK, now we've got construction. Um, what's that going to look like? So then we come up with the concept of Menacing Minute. And so now we're executing that. Took a trip out to Ohio to see the construction. It, it's been a, it's just been a crazy year. Um, and at one point for me, I was I was out in Worlds of Fun helping with the, with that whole announcement and getting things running there. And that's that's crazy to even think that like that happened. Um, it's just just been a crazy year. So uh, really exciting year for Dorney. I, I remember telling my team that the two. It's so funny because everybody's so focused on 2024, but I really thought. Um, and I still think maybe not as strongly as I did at the beginning of the year that 2023 and 2025 are going to be two of the most critical years for Dorney Park. Now, 23 may not be a business critical, but it, for me, it was a public relations critical, like making sure that we were doing the things properly that we needed to do to set us up for 24. And 25 is like, OK, you, you got through 24. And everybody assumes we get a new coaster, like you're going to, the attendance is going to be up and the season passes are going to be up. But how do you continue the momentum to 25 when maybe you don't get something as sexy? So that's like, I'm already thinking about 25. Um, but I I feel really strongly about what we did at 23. I thought um, as a team, we executed at a high level, which is crazy. Um, when maybe you look at other parks and then you kind of know what, like what our resources are and how big our team isn't. Um, like right now, there's it's a team of one and a half people. Like it's me and a part-timer um, and uh, I, and I had an intern in the summer. I just think it's, it's crazy what we were able to do. So that's the summary, man. With uh, <laughs> a heck of a year, the heck of a year. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, I can definitely tell you guys were putting your whole entire heart and soul into everything you were doing this year. Yeah. We're, you know, we're, uh, we're all kind of like gritty Philadelphia. So I think for us too, we kind of get that like chip on our shoulder where it's like, no one likes us. No one likes Dorney park. We don't care. And, uh, and, or like, so there's that complex. Right. And then there's also the complex of like, um, I don't care what you give us. We're going to outwork and out hustle everybody else. Like there's parks around us without naming names to get way more resources, to have way more people that, you know, can do the things we do on the turn of a dime. Cause they see we do it well. But I just just love the fact that like we're able to out hustle them, um, and that's just just what we've got to do. And uh, I think it's pretty cool that you have a whole team kind of buy into that. Yeah, I'm laughing at Brian. You yes. don't, Dandelion. Must be in my lap. I think. Sorry, guys. <laughs> got a koala. That is okay. Oh. This um, theme park stand podcast is very used to um, animal interruptions. So dog, very dog, good dog friendly. She wanted to show me her baby. I think <laughs> <laughs> she's a big fan of big fan of Dorney Park. Big fan. Big oh. fan of the podcast as well. That's what it is. She's just excited. All her and Ahsoka are probably friends. She probably like knows Ahsoka through all the. Barking. She would totally be friends if your dogs get with other dogs, and she's their best friend. She is like loves dogs and loves people. It's like the easiest dog I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, sorry for the interruption. No, you're good. Yep, um, that's not an interruption for us. Yeah, we're we're very used to it. Also, dog podcast. I see you. Yeah, we're also um, <laughs> someone 
here, I don't know if we're going to do video, but someone here is extremely demanding. She wants to be a part of this podcast at all oh. times. And yeah. Yeah. Today she's asleep, luckily, but usually she's barking. Um, yeah. So um, getting back kind of to Dorney. So what, uh, what do you guys have like planned for the off season? Like definitely not in um, detail, but like, what kind of, I guess more like what kind of changes based on when you have guests in the park, there's all of that type of content yeah. that you guys work on. Now yeah. you guys have to be more strategic because yeah. the park's not open. Like what, how do you guys plan for that and what changes? Yeah. Well, when you talk about um, content, um, you know, we, we are constantly thinking about ways to kind of be innovative or, or change the way that uh, people see our park. And so last off season, some of the things I thought we did really well um, we started and we started a little bit late. Um, once again, it was my first year, but I think by February, maybe March, we had started these kind of like um, series of like restricted access tours that would kind of take people in areas that they're not allowed to walk. I mean, because my understanding is like not everybody can do the tours, right? They can't come up like you guys do on a whim um, or maybe they just didn't, they didn't think about it or maybe they just, it's not something that they would like do and spend all that time doing. So to give people kind of, we did some just quick videos. People, I think most of the um, videos that we post, people last about 28 seconds. So we did a series of like 40 second videos or restricted access. Um, we bought into Trainless Tuesdays because it's fun. Uh, we do a lot of throwbacks because we've been here since 1884. So throwbacks are always a hit. Um, we're going to have a lot of construction updates. So we'll probably, I mean, we're kind of right now in, in one or two a week. And I don't think that that's going to change. One of them usually is a menacing minute format. It just requires um, a little more of like a strategic steering wheel, which is usually where I come in because with my knowledge of the project and um, of the people and the players and the different things, I can kind of like maneuver it around a little bit. And then we usually have one that's like just, a, you know, it'll be a quick video or a couple photos just because it's like something that doesn't need maybe like that push. It's just, here's new, here's track, right. Or here's columns coming in. It's not that big a deal. So I think we'll probably have one or two of those a week. And then um, I always think that uh, the off season is a great time to, to show your gratitude to your staff uh, and the people behind the scenes. And then also some of that behind the scenes stuff, whether it's maintenance or Thunderhawk getting sent to Philadelphia toboggan, all that, all that kind of stuff is really cool. Um, And it's just, you want to, you want people to kind of feel like they can invest in the park in a way that's maybe emotional, like deeper than just like, Hey, I go there and I have fun. It's like, Oh, this is like a real place where like, I the one question I get all the time is like, Oh, you work at Dorney. Well, like, what do you do when they're not open? It's like, we do a lot of stuff. So telling that story, instead of just saying we do a lot of stuff, it's like, so clearly conveying like what we do in the off season. So for me too, I, I'll, I will, my position specifically, I do a lot of our community and charitable outreach in the off season. So between uh, really a kick up in December, we do a lot of different um, Christmas holiday events. And then once we get into January, February, March, we do, a, we'll do like, um, we'll do a day of service at Camelot for children. They help children that are uh, down syndrome, autistic, or have life, life threatening diseases. So we go out there for a day. We help renovate a lot of their property with their maintenance team. We do landscaping. So all that kind of stuff. Um, we're doing throughout the off season. I also go to like a lot of different chamber events and I speak um, to commissioners and, and different things like that. Business partners work with our area tourism agencies, go and meet with media at different events. So there's a lot of, I think, um, networking that it needs to be that needs to be done because in the summertime, it's so hard to do that stuff. It's, it's hard to like for me to do much of anything outside of like what is required at the park. 
So you kind of get that chance to, oh, you're just like, I got to do my budget too, right? I'm terrible at that. So that'll be something I do in the off season. So there's, there's all that kind of stuff. Um, and then on top of that, I also, you know, I want to look into doing some things dynamically. Like I think Cedar Point does a great job to do like a winter chill out and that's credit to Tony and his team. Um, we want to look at that this year so we can be a little more engaged with, with charities and have people out, do some, do like a construction tour, raise some funds for a charity. So we're going to have a discussion about that next week. Um, and hopefully we have some things to share on that and, um, you know, construction tours in general will be happening. Um, so we'll do that with, you know, chambers of commerce and business partners and politicians and celebrities and folks like you. And so, um, I think, you know, it's probably going to be a busier off season than normal, quite honestly. Um, and I know a lot of my, my coworkers, they, they like to bin up that vacation time and then dump it all in December. So, uh, it'll probably be a, it'll be a ghost town in the admin building, but the maintenance guys will still be busting it. So, um, I kind of made a name for myself, like being the only one walking around with them out in the park last winter, you know, with my camera and being a Goomba. Um, so there's a lot, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I think the biggest thing for me will be construction and then everything kind of falls down from there. We'll also establish our operating calendar and, uh, do some other things like that. Pricing structure, different stuff. Um, has Thunderhawk already left? Thunderhawk, I believe, is due to leave this week, Wednesday or Thursday. So it'll be tomorrow or, or Thursday. So um, see how that shakes out. But, uh, yeah, one train will go to Philly Toboggan, and then they'll take the other one at some point here. So, yeah, it's going to go out and get some rehab again, which is always good for it. It always comes back better. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you guys did that every year. I thought it was like an every few year um, thing. Yeah. Um, recently it's been every year. I think for a while it was like every few, um, but it's, it's gotten, it's gotten to the point. I mean, things a hundred years old next yeah. year. So it's, uh, it's happening pretty frequently. That's good though. It's, it always, the one thing that I, I do always give you guys credit for, no matter what anyone has to say about Dorney, you guys really do take care of your attractions. Like, yeah, well, I said, you know, I was talking to somebody this past weekend and I, that was one of the things I said was, you know, it's not, it's not just a Dorney thing either. Um, but I think that a lot of the Philadelphia parks do a really great job or Philadelphia, Pennsylvania parks do a really great job of like preserving their history and taking care of, of rides and structures and walkways and, you know, trout ponds, all these different things that make us really unique and historic. Um, you know, specific, I think of, she's going crazy tonight. <laughs> it's like the one time. I think of Kennywood and Knobles, um, you know, they, they do a really good job. I think of just like kind of encapsulating the area that they're in and preserving that history. And I think, um, I think, you know, we, we do it, we do it really, really well too. And I think it's important to us that we do it well. Yeah. I was going to say during our meetup, I was actually one of the like biggest surprises. Cause this is obviously, this was my first time at the park when it was open and riding all the rides Thunderhawk really surprised me. I was like thinking, okay, it's it's an old wooden coaster, might be a little rough. Yeah, not at all. It was great, yeah. and they they did retrack a little bit of it uh, last off season too. And I I, I think um, from my talks with with the guys in maintenance, um, specifically uh, Paul, I, I think that's something that they want to do every year. Is just a little just a little bit of that every off season. Yeah. Um, just to try to make sure that it maintains integrity and has a, you know, it's a safe and smooth ride. I enjoyed it. Good. Glad to hear it. Cause 
next year we'll have some things planned for its 100th birthday. So I think we'll let Iron Menace have it. I've had so many questions about this. We're going to let Iron Menace have its space at the beginning of the season. Um, but don't be surprised if we see something as we kind of get into the throes of summer that we'll, we'll probably pull off an event for Thunderhawk. We're already talking about it. And it's on our, our ops director and our general manager, Jessica. They're already thinking about it. So, um, And I know the folks at uh, ACE – are on it, man. We've got so many, you know, old timers that come to the park and love Thunderhawk. And so um, we'll, we're going to make something happen. I just want to make sure that uh, the one thing you don't want to do um, that I see a lot of parks make this mistake, but it's like, I'm really calculated about this is like, you really don't want to dump the full load in one shot. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming. Not just, not just for the guest. It's, it's overwhelming for the media. And it's like, that's who we're working with to tell a story. And it's like, if I'm saying it's our 140th anniversary and it's 100th birthday of Thunderhawk and, oh, there's a new Iron Menace. Oh, and there's a new themed area with a new this and a new this and a new this. And this is gone. And this is gone. It's like, what? So here's the thing. is like the Iron Menace should have had this big runway. And instead, now you get all these 18,000 other things that you're talking about. So and I think it's not just about Iron Menace. It's also about Thunderhawk. Like it should have its own space, too. Right. So it's like. Now, Thunderhawk's overshadowed by Iron Menace. I'm like, what does that do for that? Or, you know, um, the 140th birthday of Dorney Park is overshadowed by Thunderhawk. So it's like, I'm going to make sure and be really calculated about making sure that each thing has its own space next year. And the great thing is, is we've got six months to do it. It doesn't all have to happen. and doesn't have to happen on opening day. Um, so that's the one thing I would say to people is like, I know, we know, and we're going to make sure that everything gets its space. I don't know if we're going to go super hard with the 140th birthday. We've had a lot of talks about that where it's like, everybody knows this, right? It's like when you, when you get to a certain age, like, it's like, all right, I'm not going to have a birthday party every year. You know what we're, I think when we hit 150, we're really going to blow it out. Um, But 140 just kind of seems like, okay. I feel like 140 would be worth celebrating a lot more if you didn't also have so much other stuff going on like yeah your medicine thunderhawk yeah those are two very big milestones yeah and like i said i have literally watched you know not that i'm the only person with a say in this but i've watched other parks do the birthday thing with the new capital thing and it's kind of like the birthday is a total afterthought yeah afterthought so and i think it would totally be an afterthought for us given that it's been 19 years since we built a roller coaster from the ground up. So, and it's not just a roller coaster, it's a <laughs> themed area. So we're just going to make sure it gets its own space. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there you go, EB. That was one of his, that was his question. <laughs> ah, there you go. Yeah. We're not going to forget about the birthday. The Thunderhawk will definitely have its space. I want to be clear about that. So uh, yeah, I just got to throw out some surprises from our, um, our meetup there. So oh, yeah. one, uh, possessed. Awesome. Yeah. Um, very back row launching straight up that spike. There's nothing like it. Um, and then maybe the most surprising was daddy force. <laughs> yeah. The force huh? is, it really, really surprised me. And I, I, it's in my top 20. Like that's one of my favorite hypers. Nice. Love it. You know what's crazy about Steel Force is uh, I know you didn't really ask a question here, but I figured since you called it Daddy Force, I actually um, I got to ride it twice this year. But that's not the point. The point is I noticed that every time that we talk about Steel Force, 
um, there tends to always be like a media element to it because what I realized is that like out of everything at Dorney Park, Steel Force is the icon. Like, you know, Jen and I love Talon and you love Possessed and Cliff Herring, our first ever season pass holder, loves Thunderhawk. There's like all these great, all these great things. But dude, when you throw up a picture of Steel Force or you talk about Steel Force, people in Philadelphia, people in New York, like they know what it is and they've ridden it. And so like if I put, oh, there's an eagle sitting on Steel Force or like, oh, there's a dude waving a flag from the top of Steel Force. Anything, if I say anything in Steel Force, it gets picked up. It, it's just crazy to me. It does, That doesn't mean like, oh, I want to talk. It just means like I realized this year that like Steel Force is still an icon. It is like an icon. And it's like on a different level from all the other rides at our park. Like it is the one thing that if you say Steel Force, people go, oh, Dorney Park. Yeah. When I go talent, people are like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, man. I don't. Like general, normal, everyday people. If you say Steel Force, they know exactly where it is. They know what it looks like. And I, that's, that's, uh, it was just kind of like one of those epiphanies I had where I was like, oh, like everybody knows Steel Force. Because yeah. we kind of live in this world where like everybody knows, oh, everybody knows Dorney and everybody knows Possessed. And everybody knows Talon and Hydra. And it's like, no, everybody knows Steel Force though. It's crazy. I actually, um, one of my like best friends from high school, we had um, dinner like a couple weeks ago yeah. and I mentioned something about like going to Dorney Park and he was like, oh my God, Steel Force, Steel Force is my favorite. That's and crazy. Then, crazy. Like, he, he went as a kid yep. and like is not into theme parks and yet he was like, oh my God, Steel Force is the best roller coaster in the world. Yeah. It's like, it's I don't crazy. know my name, but it is very good. Well, it's weird too. Cause like we're, we're in the enthusiast space. So we are always going to, we're always going to see theme parks differently. But I do think that like what happens is like a lot of us go to theme parks when we're in high school, cause you're going or middle school. Cause you're going for like the field trip for the band or choir or your soccer team or the summer camp or whatever it is. And then, you know, people, then you start your career and people have kids and all that other stuff happens. And it's like, then all of a sudden they find themselves back and they're in their thirties or 40s or whatever it is and they're like oh man steel force like great ride back in 2002 right <laughs> so it's like i think there's that um and i i think we're starting to see talent get there a little bit in terms of like people who are starting to have kids have very fond memories of talent as a kid but right now like gen x and millennials steel force was it man and I think that you're seeing that now they're starting to bring their kids and letting their kids come to Dorney park. So I think that's even more so why it's even more of an icon than I really, now demon drop is probably a national icon. It's a different story, but steel force is like regionally is like the cream of the crop, which is awesome. Yeah. I would have to say, uh, you know, it, <laughs> steel force is better, better than one up in Sandusky. That's for sure. Aha! garbage. <laughs> Except Ryan, I got a bone to pick with your employees. A uh -oh. bone to pick with them. Uh-oh. Why won't they wave to me? Oh, they won't. Like practically throwing myself out of the train of steel force, uh -oh. trying to get the employees in the lot to wave to me, and all season, not a single employee waved to me. And I am obnoxious. The, so people at Mag the people at Magnum wave to me. Every so, time. This is a true story. So you're tapping into uh, an untold Ryan story. But um, by the end of the season, one of my goals was to like 
if employees tried to like avoid eye contact with me, which is a thing with this new, like newer generation, I feel old saying it, but it's like a thing right now where it's like you try to avoid like that. And I get it. Like try to avoid that, like awkward social interaction with maybe someone who's like a little bit older than you or like you don't know them. I don't know. And so my whole thing was like, if people try to avoid it, I would intentionally be like, Hey, how are you? Oh my goodness. Great to see you today. Which is such an old dude thing to do. But I just think it's hilarious. Like we're walking down the path. We're the only two people on this thing. You know, I don't even need a huge, just like, what's up? Yeah. But um, also I think it's like a rigid Philly thing too. Like, I don't want it. Like once you make it like, I want you to say hello, then it's like, absolutely. No, no. Like I'm not doing it for your satisfaction at this point. It's so weird. But no, I noticed that too. And it's not just a Doherty thing. It's like an area thing. It's so funny. It's like, why can't we just say hi to each other? It's like my only goal. And I look like an idiot. I have like all my hands. Nah, on keep, my keep going. Keep going. We'll, we'll work on them. So I also did it to the Talon write-up. Um, usually the Talon write-up should think I'm crazy, which is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did it to the Talon write-up the last time I was there yeah. and he literally just stared me in the face and then shook his head. No. And I was like, I'm going to fight you brother. Like I'm going to fight you. So funny. It's great. It's funny too. Cause like the, a lot of the, the people that we have are like, they're great. It's just, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that is, man. It's like one of those awkward, like social things where like people are like awkward to say hello. So it's fun. It's funny. It I, talk, like- I chalk it up to COVID-19 man. Everybody came back and it's like, <laughs> we're trying to reestablish social norms, but uh, <laughs> I honestly find it so funny when they say it is funny. It's funny. I have the best time being obnoxious and saying, and like the more awkward you are and the less that you want to say hi to me, like the more obnoxious I'll be. And it's fine. I have a great time. We'll uh, we'll figure out a few eventually. It'll be a word will be out. I will say this. uh, She's had all this trouble having people wave to her on steel force and our second ride, me and our friend post, we had somebody wave to us. So. so mad. They got off the ride and they were like, Jen, guess what? Somebody waved. Wow. <laughs> I was so mad. I've been trying all season. Um, <laughs> so yeah, my first my first uh, credit at Dorney was Woodstock Express. So that was cool. Sweet, dude. That's awesome. Congratulations. You've done it. And uh, you can, you know, one day you can tell the grandkids about it. What a, what a spot. Yeah, we call it, we called it, uh, what were we calling it? A, baby sky rush because it's like the same colors yeah it is it is it is the same colors can confirm it uh man that the only thing with woodstock is like the seats are incredibly narrow and there are a lot of adults who like their children want them to ride with them and they do not fit and oh yeah. my lord is that like a soul crushing thing as like a ride up to be like you can't like you just you can't fit and watching that happen is like so brutal. It's yeah. like, oh, I mean, it is a kid's ride, right. um, but man, oh man, like as a just watching like a parent try to get in there and like, you know, I have a hard time getting in because I'm six three and like my knees are on it, and it's it's a it's a, it's a rough ride, man. <laughs> for when you're yeah, tight in there, one and done. Like, one and done. Here. Get do it for the crash. Roughest roller coaster in the park. Just because it's so, you know, it's not. Yeah. It's not uh, but then, but then, Wild Mouse has uh, some corky butts on the back of those trains. <laughs> uh, did you guys notice that? 
whoever painted those really took some liberties man i it's one of my was like one of my like favorite things to see if people notice when you like first take them up there and you're like are they gonna notice yeah love it they noticed i got a nice text message from chris about um soaker's butt with a picture (laughs) on the back of the train was that was the inspiration (laughs) (laughs) the corgi butt yeah uh, it's funny. I'm glad you guys noticed. Well, I'm not the only one, you know. Yeah, and uh, also, uh, yeah, Talon was awesome too. So, dude, Talon, timeless. Yeah, timeless. It's so good. Um, yeah, we I did also. I... I'm What's sorry, that? go ahead, Chris. I was just gonna think after I think after talking and like thinking about it, I think it's definitely like my second favorite invert. So, what's in front of it? Afterburn at Carowinds. That's the only invert that I will. You kept it in the family, and honestly, Afterburn is a great ride. So yeah, I will. But I mean, like, can't be mad about it. But come on, man. I actually have more rides on Talon now, though. So good. Keep it that way. Oh wait, did we think the one other underrated thing about Talon, outside of everything that makes it magical, is the drop and where it's located, and how like as you're kind of progressing slow, like you're looking at the front gate. Like I, I, I love and like. Then as you're going, if you can like absorb it, like, you can see the whole park. Like it's just yeah. it's, uh, even up well, as you're going up the lift hill, you can see the whole park. Like I actually one of the understated things about the ride that I love. Yeah, it's you get a nice view of like everything. It's yeah, it's magical. It's magical. It really is, and there's some good uh, vantages from take for taking video. I took a bunch of video of yeah, even um, when you're in the queue. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right before you get on, if you just look to your right, you know, that's when they're they're coming through the loop and it's it's awesome. Yep. Good oh, stuff. that's my favorite. That's like one of my favorite um yeah. like picture and video spots of like any coaster. Same. It's a great spot. That are right on the right at the front gate when they're front gate, yeah. Coming around. It's perfect. Yeah. That's such a good element. Um, we did, however, miss Demon Drought. Yeah. Uh nothing that wasn't they wasn't going when you were there. It was open and then we like we kept waiting because the line was insane. Oh um, and then we went to do it like the last hour the park was open and it broke. Yeah. It's uh been having some maintenance challenges this year, for sure. One of the one of the challenges with Demon Drop is that um it's one of those rides that um, requires some like institutional knowledge. And so um I think they were working this year on trying to get some of the younger guys acclimated with the ride. But usually when you go over there, it's one of the guys that have been with the company for like 30 years working on that thing. So um, it does require a level of knowledge that um, is definitely different from like working on talent. So that is one of the challenges. And then when you're talking about like, you got to put one of your more seasoned mechanics on it. Like those guys are usually starting you know, on a ride that is, has, you know, high volume every day and they're going to work their way to demon drop. So that's uh, that was a, another reason why, like it would sometimes. Um, and I think by the end of the season, it was kind of like, we just established like, Hey, it's not going to open till two. And that was because it was like the mechanics were getting other rides ready. And then like, they would get to the point where it's like, all right, they want to take a break or take their lunch because it was only like one or two guys. And then they would come back after lunch and then they'd get it up. So 
um, you know, hopefully this year we, we work with enough of our young mechanics and uh, they got some experience with it and, and next year we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, if it has a maintenance issue where it requires like a fix, that's a, that's another challenge. Right. So yeah, yeah she's, she's old. She's an old girl. Yep. So, still a good ride though. It's still fun. Classic. It is so good. I was so sad though that, um, that. my friend Laurel was in town too and she grew up at Cedar Point and uh, she didn't get to ride it either. But these are the people from Ohio who come just to ride Demon Drop. It's like their number one thing, which is cool. It's just like it's funny. You're like, whoa, man! And they got like the original shirt that they bought in like 1984 or whatever. You're like, dude, that's awesome. Yeah. We um, hey. I think I mentioned this before, but when I first my first time at Dorney Park, the whole reason we went to Dorney Park is because I had a friend who went to Cedar Point as a kid and rode demon drop and loved it and no he way. wore his original demon drop shirt and like there you go he was at two o'clock he was like jumping like he was rope dropping mm -hmm. this ride and the op was just like you can just keep riding as long as you want and after like six tries i was like i i'm out like i can only <laughs> ride it six times in a row like i gotta go that's 45 to get back to the station too man yeah and we didn't hurt, even hurt like, a little bit we barely even lifted our restraints, like literally up and then down, and then they just let us keep going. Oh yeah! And I was like, "Yeah, I cannot keep doing that. Like my body yeah. hurts." It's good. And ride. he was still ready to go. He's like, "I would do it twenty times." Like, <laughs> I will say this though: it's pretty awesome that even like the the queue entrance, like the little building there, little yeah. covered area, that's from Cedar Point as well, wasn't it? Yeah, like pretty much the entire thing was just. <laughs> Yep. That's um, so and that's a testament to our maintenance team once again, because I think we have the best maintenance team in the, in, in the chain, quite honestly, which is part of the reason why we have possessed too. Um, yeah. And uh, we couldn't make stinger work, but we were willing to try to bite that apple. Um, but the, the dude's so crazy. Like when you go up to our maintenance, like the amount of, I've probably talked about this with you guys before, but it is like legitimately nuts like the guys at the top, it's like, you'll be like 37 years, 34, 30. Like if you're looking at like the pyramid of like leadership, it's like 37, 34, 33, 28, 26. And then you've got like 10, seven, eight, nine, which is even still like a lot for like the guys toward, you know, and then, then everyone, every year you'll have, a, you know, five or six of them that are brand new. But um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. The amount of knowledge those guys have and the rides they've worked on like, geez. Yeah. I was going to ask is if this, if you can even answer this or not, do they, do they, do they have one that they like least like working on? Uh, I think this year was monster. I'm not even going to lie. Monster yeah. was a little bit of a problem this year. Um, yeah. I know demon drops, not a favorite either. Just, I mean, anything, anything that's kind of older is yeah. always kind of a pain in the neck. Um, but you know, typically if you can uh, kind of, put the money behind it to, to get it up to speed, then, you know, makes things a little bit easier on them. But uh, makes yeah, sense. I'd say monster and demon drop were the two I probably heard about the most this year, but doesn't mean we don't love them. Just means that those guys like are constantly going out there to fix something or spending a lot of time on them. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, we had, and then uh, we gotta, we gotta talk about uh, ghost in the machine. <laughs> we got yeah. that. Do you because, like it? Oh, it's so good. Awesome. Yeah, I, it's, it's amazing. 
I don't want to. I think I said something that like we're after the season now, so there's a here's a spoiler if you don't you know for next year for anybody yeah, turn off the next thirty seconds. Uh, the mirror room. I walk straight into the wall, <laughs> into the wall. <laughs> gotcha. Yep, got me. She was right behind me carrying her talent lamp. <laughs> yeah. Um, Risky was, going through Ghost of the Machine with the talent lamp. I honestly like looking back at it. I was like, I. I don't know. Like I was having a good time. Like you could tell I had some beers I and I have a 20 pound lamp. Like I was like, who let me through that house with a 20 pound lamp? Like, yeah. There's some tight spots in there too. Yeah. That, you know, what's funny is the mirror room is um, in some form, not, I mean, but the mirrors, I'll go with that. The mirrors were a remnant from Enigma um, that um, now there was a concept for how the entire maze would look. But uh, Plight Productions was able to save some mirrors from Enigma and kind of give it that effect for that room, which I thought was phenomenal. So I thought the whole—I mean, the whole thing for me, anyway. Now I probably spent more time in that attraction than most <laughs> over the season, but uh, I, I thought the, I thought that the maze is incredible, even with the lights on. Yeah, which is saying something because you can't really always say that about a haunt zone or attraction or a maze. But man. <sighs> The level of detail to make it feel like you were going through an old steel facility is nuts. Truly. Yeah, the detailing, that's the one thing that I've gone through a lot of haunts this year, which I, I that's not typically something. Yeah, I know. That's not your thing. But through all of them, like the amount of detail in that specific haunt, it was very impressive. No, we, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Hey, you were in the video too. You're in one of our reacts videos, Jen. So yeah, and I didn't say anything about talent. You didn't. I know you. You know you behaved yourself for that one, which is great. <laughs> we appreciate it. It was extremely hard. Yeah, I just loved how um, you know the whole thought process, and a lot of this is attributed to to Ken Parks, who's our director of creative development. But like the idea that we could get the haunt up and running this year as kind of like a precursor to the ride, I thought was phenomenal. Um, and just to be part of that discussion and part of that execution was uh, a blessing because I felt really strongly that it was the right decision. So I think it was cool that people like got to know who McTavish is and kind of feel the vibe of that like steel facility, knowing what's going to come next. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think it definitely helped build the hype for the ride, um, truly. And I think it's going to like add to the storytelling. Um, yeah, it's a mystique. Yeah. The cool thing about that attraction too is like, man, you can pack like well over 25 actors in there. Oh, I yeah. think um, with our VIP party, I went through the one night, there was at least 22 in there. And I, I just remember being like, the maze scares you enough without the people in it. Yeah. And then you put that many people in there with all the little spots and nooks and crannies. And obviously there's spots where like they can hit you once and then move to another room and get you again. So it's like the amount of scares that are in there are it's insane. It's insane. I got to say, I thought I was, we were at the end of the maze when we walked out, but then I yeah, turned right. the corner and there's somebody flying through the sky. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> that one got me the first time I went. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's a credit to our, um, our entertainment team. And then our, our carpenters with maintenance and our, uh, I think that was our general manager, Jessica Naderman's idea, but, uh, man, dude, the, they did the facade plague productions. Who works on not scary farm did the interior, but man, I felt like what a collaborative effort 
they, they crushed it. That outdoor area is cool. Cause it's always funny to watch people be like, Oh man, I made it. And it's like, Oh no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make it. You still got, you still got some more. Left. That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I have to say that's uh, after, after doing a few hunts this year, I mean, that's definitely my favorite house this year. So. Yay. Yeah. Give ourselves a trophy for that. Yeah. I thought, um, man, haunt, I feel like it's, you know, I'm, I was not, um, never really was like a big Halloween person either, but I just, the, the amount, the vibes at Dorney park during haunt, it's just, uh, it's immaculate. Like it's such a thing. Yeah. My, um, one of our friends that came to the meetup only came because I'm like very close with her. Yeah. And we told her, we were like, Dorney haunt is like, it's a vibe. Like it yes. is so much fun. It's way better than most of the other haunts. Like your opinion on Dorney will change completely. And now she's like, yeah, I'll come back to Dorney next year. Like whenever yeah. you going back to Dorney. Oh yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird. It's like the it's like one of the very few parks that I've been to where it's like, man, I'd almost like if you were like, hey, you can only go, you know, July or you can go during haunt. Like I'm I'm picking haunt, <laughs> which is crazy because that cuts off the water park, which is phenomenal at Dorney. But it's like, man, I don't know. It's just you're in Pennsylvania and it's the fall and it's crispy and the decor is everywhere. It's 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 awesome. Awesome. Yeah, the scare zones are like they're so fun. I yeah. love them so much. Also, I know that we have said it a lot on social media, but the glitter clown stream oh, is the best thing of all of Haunt. We, we went back to see her and get more glitter like ten times. <laughs> yeah, we love Angie. She's great. Actually, use her for a lot of like marketing and promotional material because she's just so uh, like fun to work with. And um, she's so engaging. So, yeah, she, we love her. She does great. Oh, my gosh. She was so much like glitter everywhere. People like, I'm going home. They're, they're like, I got glitter. Uh, she it was so funny. We did a video and like she, I don't think she like blew it on Avery, who's my content coordinator. And I think Avery's like, dude, I had glitter on me for like 12 hours. I couldn't. Yeah. <laughs> she kept finding it later on. There were um, three of us that shared a hotel room. And the next day, I was like, there was glitter on every inch of the hotel room like in the shower like there was so much glitter i'm like these poor houses you can't take it with you you know you have to pay for that it was i would i went to uh ended up after leaving the park you know i ended up went going to wawa and getting food and i was like everybody was just staring at me <laughs> why is this guy covered in glitter what is wrong yeah like and i get home my wife's like what were you doing? <laughs> who were you? Who were you with? Well, her name's Angie. She's a clown. Um, <laughs> the best um, part is like we had no idea. Me, I think me and Laurel were like walking through the zone, and then she made a comment about Brandon was wearing a hat, and she was like, "Oh, it's because you're bald. Here's some glitter," and oh, we were like, "What?" <laughs> and then we're covered. We went running and get, got the rest of the group, and like everyone needs glitter. <laughs> We were so I'll excited. Get the whole group. The whole group got glitter. Yeah, the whole group. Yeah, Brandon. Brandon got it all in his mouth. Oh. Yeah, he like opened his mouth as she was glittering his beard. I was like, why would you do that? Look, we we can only lead a horse to water. We can't make it keep its mouth shut while we glow glitter. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> not so much we can do. It's like it, would he during Carnival would he be like trying to catch the, <laughs> the streamers with his the mouth open? Is that kind of guy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, apparently, we were um, dying. He turned around and his like there's like glitter all over. <laughs> Yeah, it's not the best meal. I would I would suggest coasters or tidal wave, but uh, or burger barn even. But yeah, okay. But, <laughs> I gotta say this, uh, Krampus was awesome as well, dude. That so we got some images of Krampus that were like my favorite of the seat. Could we do a lot of photography, man? Um, that team crushes that character. Like it's so good. So I'm glad to hear you say that because love it. Yeah. Yeah, we highly enjoyed. Uh, I think that was. Like I was watching along a lot of the like the misfits is what that little group's called. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah midway misfits. I think that I think the Christmas one was by far the Krampus one was by far my favorite. It was yeah. so good. I love so I think each of them offers something a little bit different. The thing that was cool about the first one, Malice in Wonderland, was like the um like the photographic ability or like the amount of people that would come to just get photos with them because they're such recognizable characters was cool. The mummies were cool because the makeup was like so intense. It was incredible. And then Krampus just like takes all of that and just crushes Crush it. All. Yeah. The Krampus one, the other yeah. ones were, were both. Even really the cool. snow. Were you there? Was it snowing? Yeah. 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 Nuts, right? Like, I was like screaming about the snow. <laughs> what a build, like in general. You know, what's funny is like one of the characters I liked the best was the ballerina. Like she did, su she did such a good job with like kind of giving off like a toy like kind of feel. It was neat. They did a really good job. He had the Krampus had people running and screaming. It was so funny. <laughs> the prosthetic that he has is like yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah, there's there's so much there's so much good work. So it's actually funny. Um, don't, I mean, no, I don't, I'm big on gratitude. So like, I don't know if parks always do like thank yous. I don't think a lot of them do, but that's part of the reason why I really wanted to thank like that specific like entertainment build team that we have, which is separate from like the singers and the dancers and the actors. Like they're the ones that like make the magic look really cool. And that's why I was really adamant that like we had a social media post to like thank them this year because, and not only are they like really, really talented, but like, they're just like fun as hell to work with. Um, which, you know, not everybody always like really enjoys like me coming around and like making them, you know, get out of the way to take photos and different stuff. And they're always great about it. So I was part of the reason because just how, how well they crushed that whole, I mean, just not just Ghost in the Machine and not just the Midway Misfits, but they had to like redo Carnival. They had to move Dystopia and redo portions of that, um, make changes to the hollow to allow for construction equipment to get through during the day. Like just, Man, they had like a heck of a task, and I thought they did a really good job. Frustrating that it rained, you know, every single weekend. But um, I think that all the elements were there to be extremely successful. We just, you know, couldn't get the couldn't get the weather to turn on us. And the last weekend was representative of that because we broke records. <laughs> we had good weather, so um, you know, maybe next year for Haunt, we'll see. Yeah, I think when we were there, it was it was pretty windy. It kind of like it reminded me of the day when we were there in the I think in February or March, mm -hmm. walking up mm -hmm. town. That was pretty windy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, it was pretty windy that day. I'm kind of I'm glad that everything stayed open because it was it was some pretty uh, high winds that day. Yeah, it was. Uh, we 
we were definitely challenged by weather all year, this whole year. So hoping things are better in 24. <laughs> yeah. Hoping. yeah. Fingers uh, we also did, we also got a ride on Dominator, uh, the drop side. So that was yeah, fun. Good, good views of Allentown from there at night. Yeah. All great night rides, really. Steel Force is so good at night. Oh, yeah. That, um, that last helix or the 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 return, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, the Dominator side, they all got a nice view of Talentown. I got a very nice view of Talon. There you go. I see. Yeah, we were all yelling "Yeehaw" when we were going up. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dominator is a fun one to do with like a like a POV, like with a GoPro. It's a fun one to. It's not fun. Yeah. I want to do that sometime. Yeah, I I liked it more than I thought that. I would. I'm not. That seems to be the typical reaction. I'm be honest. That was pretty much my reaction too. It was like I like that more than I thought I was gonna like that. <laughs> Something about those SNS towers. It's uh, I I normally don't like drop towers, but the SNS towers are fun to me. So yeah, well, especially the one where that is in Dorney is such a good spot because you basically no matter which way you face, you've got a really cool view. And especially right now with Iron Menace, because that that. That side maybe was kind of like, okay, I get possessed in the parking lot. Now it's like you could potentially see construction and Iron Menace. Then the other side, it's like you got Steel Force. Then you've got Allentown. Then you got Talon and the water park, right? So it's like no matter which way you're going, you got something really cool. Yeah. Um, I was actually surprised there was no Phillies flag flying up there. So fun story, <laughs> fun story about that. Everybody is so mad. Because we flew the Phillies flag on top of Dominator last year, and they lost the World Series. So this year, there was like an internal rebellion when I said that I wanted to do something for the Phillies. Well, there's a, well, there's group, a, group, there's a group of us who want to do something for the Phillies. So they were like, no, you're absolutely not leaving that flag flying over the park. <laughs> and this, this is like a whole thing. This has apparently been a thing since like the 20, like, I get this has been a thing for the Phillies since like 09, when they lost to the Yankees. Um and so I was like, I was like, dude, I, I'm like not super superstitious. I'm like, dude, all right, we won't leave it flying. We'll just carry it up steel force and we'll wave it around. Well, there was still a group of people who were like, do not do that. Do not do that. It's not going to end well. And I, we did it anyway. They beat the Braves. So I will caveat it and then proceeded to wet the bed. So now there's people who are like, you, I have an Eagles flag and it's disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I'm okay with it. Okay with it. I don't know what we're going to do. And actually someone said the kiss of death is when I set it on the iron menace track. You're like, why did you do that? Cause the post did so well, you know, with the Philly slag, they're like, why you killed the Phillies. And I'm like, no, I did not kill the Phillies. But, uh, that's why it wasn't up there, man. If you any <laughs> because of last year, everybody had scars. Actually, it's funny because when the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, I also was like, no one wanted to put it on top of Dominator. So I flew it at the flag at the front of the park. And then they lost the Super Bowl. So, like, no flags are, like, allowed to fly over Dorney right now. <laughs> Until someone can, like, break the curse and everybody gets over it. Oh, man. So, so Pennsylvanian. I can't even begin to explain how Pennsylvanian that is. Like, you yeah. you are the reason that the Phillies didn't win the World Series this year. Because you <laughs> waved a flag from the top of Steel Force. <laughs> yeah. No. You specifically. Oh, my fault. I know. Um, well... We got some of these questions to get into. Maybe we'll have to kind of rapid fire answer some of these. Yeah, um, I got you. I can keep it tight. So uh, the first one, I'll start us off. Uh, first one's coming from Cedar Kev, which he's one of our good friends. Uh, 
and we might have already went over this a little bit, but if Dorney were, were to get an indoor dark ride, what type of dark ride would you want it to be? Yeah, I mean, I wanted something for the whole family. Um, there's a couple of different things I think that, that would be great. Um, like Boo Blasters is really cool. I think like something where, you know, you could have a good time with the family, do like a little laser shooting. I think everybody enjoys that. Um, I really um, – and I, I actually admittedly never got to ride it. Now I have the POVs of it, and I've just – heard stories from a lot of our old timers, but like journey to the center of the earth seemed like such a gnarly ride. Um, and I say gnarly specifically because like, it's so feels so seventies and eighties. And I personally love that era. I think a lot of people are nostalgic about it. And I think there's like a lot of romance to it. Um, I think it would just be cool if we had something like that or the old mill shoot where there's just this element of like being in the dark, um, like, you know, uh, I love it, uh, like fire in the hole, right? Like stuff like that. Um, it just where there's kind of like that tacky coordinated history, I think would be great. So, I mean, if I could get anything, I would just bring back Journey to the Center of the Earth and update it. That would be my – honestly, it's like what I would love to do more than anything. Have you ever – are you familiar with uh, Phantom Theater at Kings Island? Yep. Yep. That's it's my – like... Yep. I, I need that to return is what I'm saying. It's like, we need to talk Kings Island into doing that. <laughs> Bernie, do you want Phantom Theater? Right. We'll take it. We'll, I, uh, there. <laughs> I mean, we get journey a lot too. So I don't think it's just for me. I think it's for a lot of people would love to have be cool to like, do something like that, like a reclamation of, of something yeah. that used to exist and just update it. So well, I feel like that's kind of like the Cedar fair. At least they have been like trying to, you know, Kings Island got their antique autos back. Mm-hmm. You know, is that mm-hmm. something that, you know, they obviously brought back the show Phantom Encore. So like, obviously they know people still like it and talk about it. So yeah. every time I try to, t- I try to bring up like, you know, like put the, the bug in their ear, like we want it back. <laughs> yeah. I think the one thing that's going to be a challenge for us is like, I think we, we saw things like that way a lot. Dorney was kind of like the old amusement park, but now that we're kind of moving into theming that does challenge yeah, bringing rides back if it doesn't fit within that theme, and a lot of old Dorney rides, oh my lord, they're like their own theme under themselves. Yeah, that would present some challenges when you talk about that. Um, but that would just be my job to kind of explain why it fits into the theme and how it fits, and you know, you might have to rename it. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Journey would be my choice. Right on. All right. Next, we have Lamps and Coasters. Ah. And I will let you know that he did harass Avery with these yep. questions oh, as well during this, the construction tour. Okay. Uh, will, will there be any themed lamps for Iron Menace? <laughs> um, I would I would venture to say that I, while I don't know if that will immediately be the case, I think at some point um, everything in that area would be themed to a quote-unquote steel 1930s steel facility style or steel yard style so uh yeah whether it happens for 2024 or not remains to be seen but yeah i would assume that uh lamps would be on the hook just like any everything else that's down there because like right now everything is getting looked at so it'll happen right. at some point you'll get new lamps all right I wish you could have seen Avery's face when he asked me. She was so lost. Tell him not to cry about it, but we had to remove like two or three lamps 
you know, in that area by Rita's. I know. It's oh my gosh. <laughs> Gotta get ready for that Immelman loop, you know. Sorry, the lamps had to go. Uh, you're supposed to make the loop around the lamps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to move the coaster so the lamps. It's like they're trying to strategically construct it while not removing the lamp, everything but the lamps. The lamps are just like right there, like the trying to work <laughs> around it with the crane. <laughs> just do like a little like kink out kind of like the bottom of sky rush what you gotta do? have someone you gotta hire one person to stand guard and you know and yeah. people around it so just out there with his vest and his hat on like don't you get close to this land dude <laughs> and you know the more that after being at the park the more i think about it that interaction between you know the drop of iron menace and that emelman and and possessed is going to be awesome yeah, they're, uh, I don't think people realize how far out the Immelman comes, but it's yeah. right there. I mean, they're right next to each other, so, yeah. which is cool. So, uh, EB was next. We already answered that pretty much for the 140th. So, yeah. surveillance uh, of Coast ah, Yep. Yeah. Uh, where is your go-to spot to eat in the park? Uh, I mean, well, in the water parks, it's, uh, it's Tidal Wave. Wave Cafe, um, really good barbecue. Uh, the brisket's great. So uh, mac and cheese is really good too. Avery would tell you guys that, our, our content coordinator. So um, I think that's great. Uh, the other spot when we don't have Tidal Wave coasters is good. Actually, James McAvoy said that uh, the, co the burgers at coasters were good. So um, take it from him. But they do, a, they do a meatloaf there, which is really weird to think that like you'd get meatloaf at a theme park. But if you get it there, it is good. It's good um and they have other good dishes i mean for me too when i go to a theme park it's like i like to just go to like burger barn and grab a burger i'm not uh i'm not too fancy when i'm at a theme park right but yeah. cinnabon's there you can get coffee in a cinnabon in the morning and then later on in the evening if you you know hit up coasters or burger barn those are those are my go-to's i like to say whatever's coming would probably be my favorite though so whatever <laughs> whatever we get in 2024 that's iron menace related um it's probably gonna be my new favorite so I got to ask, we went to, somebody told us about Tidal Wave, but when, as soon as we walked into the the water park, I didn't know where it was. Ah, so when you go in and you've got, you know, you've got um, Wild Water Cove is like right in front of you. Mm -hmm. You go to your left and you go like back through the lockers. Like there's, it's like the locker area um, and you make your way back. It is like on your way back to the old wave pool, like the original wave pool. There's just a whole line of like dining options. There's Tidal Wave um papa luigi's is back there rita's is back there there's a whole like variety of places you can go back there but um yeah next time you're in the water park you got to try it it's, it is the best place to eat in the park yeah that's i was sad because i was i heard of you know it was barbecue and everything and uh was really looking forward to that but i mean the burger from coasters was really good too so See? there you go coasters highly recommended that would be my i mean that would be my go-to spot if if you know we're not in water park season yeah um i don't know what is going on with jen so, so um, i was just I ignoring know. it i figured you were just going you know <laughs> i don't know if you guys can hear me but we, we're gonna we can hear you. my hot spot is gonna last because my internet just died again uh oh so gotcha uh well i mean we can hear you so i don't know can you uh you want to read the next question um, yes, it's telling who the next person who asked was. I don't know where we're at. Uh, so it'll be the question from our friend Post. All right. So from Post, 
Um, no question, but thanks for the past names and swag, even though you bailed on us. <laughs> I see. No problem. No problem. I, I got you on the, the fast lane and the swag anytime. Yeah. I mean, uh, all the Iron Menace stuff, the coasters and the cups and the magnets. <laughs> Somebody had, I stuck a magnet on the back of my car on the way home. So I was advertising for, uh, nice. thanks, Iron man. Oh, way. That's the goal, you know, it's just to like get an army of advertisers without people knowing it, you know? Yeah. Old, very old school. Very old school. <laughs> now, um, yeah. we have more merch. We're like, we're basically just did a quick, like a very quick exclusive line of stuff. Um, and then just like cleared, just try to clear the inventory so like we can get really new and exciting stuff in 2024. We just wanted to get some little stuff out there. So we just got, you know, the cups, the coasters, stickers, magnets, pins, and a couple shirts. Nothing crazy though. So I'm looking forward to what, with whatever we uh, cook up for 24. I do have to say, um, after you know walking back and forth throughout the park all day. Every time we walked past the TV screen, there showing the you know the animation for Iron Menace, you could you would find you know 10, 20 people standing there constantly all day. So yeah, well, I mean, and anybody who you know has gone to Dorney over, it's just I think everybody's genuinely excited. It's so crazy. I have wanted to do this for a while now, and I just haven't had the time. But I want so badly to go back through social media and just find all the haters who just would rip us every single day for not getting anything new and just put a video together of just all the nasty comments, the negativity and be like, where are you at now? It was real easy to like kick us around while we're like laying on the ground. But now that like we have, and it's like, and the other thing is too, is like now they're, they, they're probably gonna have to like double down on the negativity, but I guarantee they'll, they'll be there next year. Oh, so for sure. it is kind of cool to be, to have that, to be like, finally like, Oh, cause it was, it was everything, man. Anytime we posted anything, I got posted about grand carnival. I'm like, yeah, I'm not coming new because you have a new roller coaster, nothing new at Dorney park. I'm not going to bother. And now that we have it. It's like, where did all you guys go? Where are all the comments at? Cause the comments have been pretty overwhelmingly positive this year. Yeah. They're all there. Right. Nice the right every now. single post. It's so nice. Yeah. So, um, what was I going to say? Uh, th- yeah, they're all there. You know, they're all there at the park riding coasters now. So no, they'll all be there. Jen's got full bars again. She's back. And now I'm back, my, I'm back, my back baby. <laughs> Michael Jordan, I'm back. Um, <laughs> my poor internet, guys. I don't know what's wrong. Sorry. Webs. Can you hear me? Thanks, Al Gore. Yes, I can hear everyone now. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Flight of Taylor next with a uh-huh. friend of the program. Yep. What's Ryan's favorite ride in the park, and why is it Talon? Um, yeah, Steph. Actually, it is. It is Talon is like my favorite ride. But it's like hard because you gotta like ask. It's like trying to pick your favorite child. But I mean, it's like an actual person taking off my Dorney hat. Like if you said you get to go on one ride at. Dorney part for me it's it's talent which is funny it was which I think is part of the reason why we're like when Jen was throwing so much love at it on social media that like I engaged because I'm like I like 100% agree with like 99.9% of what she's saying except for when she just says stuff that's just absurd to work talent <laughs> which is a real thing that you guys, guys but I think and I think what it actually excites me about Iron Menace is that like to me it's so reminiscent of talent in terms of 
how um, the ride itself kind of comes together and the experience you're going to get where it's just like nonstop action for the entire time you're on it. And just like you're, you're pulling speed and you're hitting inversions and there's like no time to like take a break, um, which is what I think makes Talon so great. And then just like some of the sight lines and the different features and the things you get to see and the pictures and like Iron Menace does all that stuff and also does the orange thing well. Right. So um, I think um, I I think that's part of the reason why I'm really excited for Iron Menace. It's like it's kind of like I think about, you know, comparisons and it's like it it doesn't have um, just like those parts where it kind of like slows down and stops. So. I'd like to see if Iron Menace gives talent a run for its money is like my favorite. But uh, yeah, for now, there's there's a lot. There's a lot to love about talent. And it's so funny because people see us doing that. Like we're like we're just pumping up talent and they get on it. And you're like, they're like, you know what? It's a really great ride. And I'm like, I know it's a great ride. I know it's a great ride. You know, it's just like it's got everything about like the thing is, is like I know that there's other like there's other coasters that are better. There's other experiences that are quote unquote better, but like talent is perfect for exactly what it is. And you can't say that about every single ride. Like yeah. there's always something, right? And it's just talent. It's like you get off and you're like, I got nothing. Like I've got nothing to criticize. And I, I think that's just what makes it so great. And then the other thing is too, is like, then you got to connect like as a Pennsylvanian, as a Northeastern person, like it, it like also taps into like my memory, like my core memory bank, like just riding it as a kid. And I think that's a big, that's a big thing too. It's like, it's like one of your first big boy coasters. Um, and that's, that makes it special. Yeah. It's so good. Oh, that first, the first loop, man, like coming off the, you're just coming down and undefeated. It's so good. It's just everything about it. And it's so smooth. Like it's so smooth. And quiet. Well, I kind of like that it's quiet, though. Every, you know, there's people that complain about it. Like, oh, South Whitehall always, you know, has it. So you guys have to have your rides quiet. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Silent Assassin. Like that's kind of what makes it neat. Is that it's yeah. so like, I love people are always like they're surprised when it comes around the bend, right? Right at the front front of the park. They're like, whoa, there's town. You're like, yeah. Couldn't even really hear it. Well, and you have normally they're really loud, like Raptor at Cedar Point. So yeah, yeah, hear them across the whole park. Yeah, I yeah. just it's just a great ride. There's so much. There's just so much about it that makes it a great ride. And that's for me. That's it. But uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for Iron Menace because I think a lot of what we're doing and we're doing well with Iron Menace is a direct result of how well um, Talon is held up and how well it's been received by the community. So. B&M, B&M all over again, man. It's like taking your own playbook from 20 years ago, just modernizing it. There you go. All right. So Mitchell asks, how does the park music work? <laughs> uh, most of that is uh, the playlist itself is set by the entertainment team um, to match either events or shows. Um, they also will – so Phil Roth is um, – our manager for entertainment that facilitates all that and works with it, but um, uh, levels, volume levels in different areas of the park. And then he works with our electric team for maintenance. So um, there have been times where I've called and been like, Hey, I need to kill music to this area because I'm doing an interview and, or like, can we change the kids bop and planet Snoopy? Cause it's driving me crazy. <laughs> um, 
So those, those are the uh, keeper of the keys, but every year um, they're pretty adamant to get a new playlist. So you will hear um, new music in Dorney Park every single year. So that's, that is a cool thing. So there'll be new stuff next year. The one thing though, is I thought it was really funny. It's like, I don't know why, but every time I felt like every time I was out in the park, I'd hear Enrique Iglesias, always <laughs> Enrique Iglesias song. There's a, now there's a variety of songs. It wasn't always hero. But um, there was always an Enrique Iglesias song that came on. And the only reason I knew it was because, like, I like Enrique Iglesias. I'm not going to lie. But I just thought it was funny. By the end of the year, I'm like, can there just be one day that I go out? This is summer, obviously, because Haunt is all the Halloween stuff. But I'm like, can there just be one day where I go out and I don't hear Enrique Iglesias? Like, what is going on? Last year, it was Coldplay. Every time I went out, I'm like, Cold, uh, there's another Coldplay song. So it, it's funny that uh, – I've been apparently the year before that was like always Taylor Swift every time everybody went out. So I'm like, I don't know. This like weird cycle, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, But they're they're the ones who said it. That's who, that's who picks it and figures it all out. I think they do a pretty good job. Yeah. Never. I would say most, at least Cedar Fair does. Yeah. I was, when Chris was getting his um, kitty cred, I was singing and dancing and jamming too. I think. Not the kids' bop song. I think there was some high school oh. musical playing in camp. Yeah, it checks out too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was jamming. It's like the middle of the day. I'm an energy drink. Everyone's looking at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. And I am singing at the top of my lungs. I had so much fun. I'm pretty sure like Planet Snoopy is like Monster High and uh, like Zombies and like all these kids' movies right now. If you go through, which is actually a little bit better than uh, Kids Bop, I'm not gonna lie. No offense. Yeah, there was a Kids Bop song that we were laughing at, though. Oh yeah, it's just it's funny what I think. What really is like the ones that stick out are the ones where you know, like it's not actually appropriate subject matter, but they've censored it in a way that kind of makes it seem like it's kind of like neutral. And then it's like a fifteen, like a twelve-year-old singing it, and it's kind of like this is really weird because I know what the actual song is, and it's like yeah. an appropriate song, but somehow they've mangled it enough that it worked, and it's so strange. It's like it's so funny. Yeah, it's like they got it's like a you know um, I can't even think of it. There's I heard a kids' bop. I swear I, this is a real thing. I think I heard a kids' bop song, and it was like um, it's like that little little John the East Side Boys song, what windows to the wall, you know? And I was like. <laughs> How did they how did they figure that? Because like you you know it. Everybody knows it. It's like how did we make that into a kid safe appropriate song? But they did it. So you know, kudos to them. I must uh, I didn't hear that at Dorney, but it might, it might have been on at Dorney. Who knows? <laughs> I absolutely just found this. Um, I will not be playing it on the podcast for. I, I think we can be copyrighted for that. Um, but I I will have you know that I will be playing that. There you go. Right you're welcome it's my new ringtone yes dude that would be something the kids bop get low get called for yeah get low that's what it is you get it's like it'd be funny like you get called for jury duty and you leave it on ring accidentally in front of the judge kids bop get low comes on oh no i'm terrible with song titles but i know when i hear it um yeah so anyway <laughs> You're welcome. Yep. <laughs> um, Justin Seelig, which I think he is a Dorney local from. Yes. Um, yeah. Asks what yeah. kind of on ride theming will Iron Menace have, and what might we see in the infield as we go about our ride? I feel like none of the interviews or podcasts I have watched so far have touched on this very important detail. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess important is all depending on who asked the question, but uh, yeah. So it's, so I know there have been a couple different things that we've looked at and believe it or not, this is something. And I only know this because I just had the conversation with somebody um, at the park level that we are still conceptualizing and we're still working on what, so the thing about the POV too, is I always see like, well, POV doesn't show this. It's like the POV is not meant to be, like what everything will look like when it's all said and done. I can immediately poke a hole in it because there's are, there's like handrails and stairs that are going to be umbra gray now that were originally amber orange in the POV. So the POV was just something to show people what the ride experience will look like generally. Um, but a lot of like what the park will look like, it's not what it's going to look like. So the dive, um, there's a cup, and I think this is what most people are asking about. So obviously there's going to be some reworks with the Zephyr. The station itself is going to be like an extension of the steel factory from um, Ghost in the Machine. Same thing with the queue. You're going to feel like um, you are, if you really think about it, I always think of like the old movies um, where like there's like the union line to get in the steel facility. The queue is going to feel a lot like that. And if I, if I remember correctly and, we'll see what the execution is, but there's supposed to be like a paranormal investigator element to it. That as you're going through the queue, you're kind of like learning the story a little bit and you're um, kind of like you're going along with a paranormal investigator to like check everything out. So it's kind of like sets you back in the future a little bit. Whereas like when you go through the maze, you're kind of like also in that paranormal investigation phase, it's just you. So there'll be some of those elements as you kind of work your way through the queue. And then obviously the, the factory itself is haunted and it's, it's decrepit and all that stuff. So all that'll be built out. I think a lot of people have asked about the dive. Um, and from what I understand, like the goal is to have some like cracked elements. We've talked about fog, um, but where it, where we're talking about it and where it lands, I think is still up in the air a little bit. Um, so one of the things that we want to make sure is that like the ride experience is, is the number one thing. Um, and when you talk about investment dollars and all that stuff, like that's the number one thing. So I think, um, Jessica and her team want to make sure that we deliver on that. And then once we're very comfortable with where we're at and that the dollars are allocated correctly, um, they have some ideas about what they want to do to improve the theming overall around the ride. And I think, then they'll start working on delivering those elements. But I have no doubt that our entertainment team, based on what I see from Ghost in the Machine, they're going to be able to execute that at a high level. Um, it's just not something that I've seen fully conceptualized yet, but uh, I know they're working on it. So I'm really excited to see what they come up with. It'll it'll be cool. It'll be cool. I just can't I can't say with any certainty what it's going to be. I've seen a couple different concepts. Like it'd be cool if you dove into fog um, or it'd be cool if you dove into like a ground that looked like it was you know, opening or, or had, you know, some kind of like bubbling molten steel. So we'll see what they come up with, but, um, they're, they're working on it. Um, it'll be really cool to see what that ends up being. And I know they're still working with our creative team too, which means like they're in the birthing phase. So we'll find out what that is pretty soon. Awesome. It's so funny. Cause as much as people think you really think about this stuff long, like, like, Oh, we thought about this two years ago. It's like, the roller coaster itself kind of started coming together just a little over a year ago. Um, so everybody kind of has an idea. And so what you're doing now is you're trying to bring all the parties together that have the ideas or have played a role in it and being like, where do you have, you got this and I got this and, and she's got that. 
how, where can we meet in the middle and what, what works from a financial standpoint and operations standpoint, what is B&M comfortable with? So there's a lot of stuff that's got to happen to make it happen, but it'll be cool. Yeah. Excited for it. I'm going to, I can't. But it's not just going to dive into a bunch of brown soil like it looks in the POV. That's, I think that's the misconception too. Everybody's like, and Cedar Creek Flyers isn't going to get painted because it looks, it's yellow and blue in the POV. It's like the POV was designed to say, like, if we dropped an Iron Menace today, this is what it would look like. Not what's, yeah. Yeah. Not what's everything going to look like in 2024. So, um, and part of that is because, like, we just, we still fundamentally don't know exactly what everything's going to look like yet. Now we've got two or three ideas. I think we're down to that tight, but um, we're not hundred percent away way there yet. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I, I feel like there's so much, there's so many bigger things to think about in the process. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely, that makes a lot of sense. It's, you know, you got to think of it, this way to say, you know, you spend X amount of dollars and you really want to deliver on an element. Maybe you get somewhere and you're like, Hey, we could actually make it a little bit better for this cost, but we're going to, we got to get it from somewhere else. It's like, where are you probably going to get it from? Probably like the final theming, if you know, it's going to make the roller coaster better. So I think some of it is like, we, we have, we have money allocated, but you just want to see where everything goes and make sure that or if it's like, oh, we need X amount of dollars to like make this happen. Just want to make sure you, you have you leave yourself enough room to deliver on the ride experience itself, which I know that's part of the ride experience. Totally get that. Um, but I'm talking about like maneuverability and speed and all that stuff. Yeah, It's also like much easier to add that stuff in later if you have to. Same thing with theming out that entire area. You There's yeah, nothing yeah. that says you've got to get it all done in one shot. So. Do you know if or are allowed to say if uh, Iron Menace will be on Fastlane? As far as I know, uh, that's that is the stated goal. So, um, once again, one of those things that's uh, being talked about, kind of like the air gates. You yeah, know, I had questions about that too, and that's one of the things that is. So, like a, a lot of that now is like the internal discussions that's probably going to happen over the next three or four weeks. And we'll have a better sense of where everything's going from there. Right on. Yeah, man. It's all about getting that track on site right now. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Are you getting trucks in every day now? Yep. 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 We're, uh, so we're going to, so it's 68 loads total for track, but then you got to remember there's other stuff too, like columns and handrails and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, to the point where now where it's, I mean, I, I know minimum it's three to it needs to be three to four truckloads a week. Yeah. Right now. Um, minimum. So that's, you know, that's every other day at least. And I think by the time we get to late November, it'll be every day. So it's ramping up pretty quick. And I forgot to ask this as well. How was, uh, how was Claremont? It was great. Unbelievable. I cannot believe it's to, so ours started as like steel plates, and just like, so you can start all the way at the back and you see it started steel plates in this, like, you know, kind of like their yard, which is just like concrete. And then you can watch it all the way through the process, like becoming, a, going from a steel plate to like a full, that beautiful orange track that we got to see, which was, I believe that first piece was ST3. So station three was the first piece was ST3. So to see it become like station piece number three from a little plates of steel was 
really, it's incredible. Incredible the work they do. Really, really pressed with those Ohioans, man. Yeah. Good stuff. We do some pretty good work over here. <laughs> it's cool too how close it is to Kings Island. So actually when I was out there, I, I, I had never been to Kings Island before and I got to pop over there. What a park. Unbelievable. I was like, because I love Dorney so much that I'm like one of those fools like Jen is with Talon where I'm like, nothing else compares. Dorney's the best. And I went to Kings Island. I was like, oh, buddy, what a park. And not only that, but then they had this, they had like the little callbacks to like Solomon Dorney with like the trout hatchery and I'm in uh, Adventure Port. And I'm like, dude, yeah, this is incredible. <laughs> I'm like, these jerks, this park is too nice. <laughs> <laughs> Like even and and like even like the basic theming like around Orion and like I'm like I'm so jealous right now of how amazing their Starbucks is amazing too like shut yeah. up I saw the Starbucks and I was like shut up do you uh, get to meet up with Elizabeth or anybody um when I was there um I didn't get to meet up with too many of them just a couple of the folks from the marketing department but. Uh, the one per the one person I want to see was uh was Chad, but um he was not there at that point. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I, yeah, there's a couple of them. Elizabeth does the uh social media stuff. Yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. I, I met her. Um I'm trying to think of their of their brand manager's name. She'll hate me if she ever hears it, but uh I got to meet her too, so it was cool. I don't usually run in the same circle as them because you know Cedar Fair kind of has like their big four. And then yeah. the rest of us kind of like hang out in the, like we, we call ourselves the mids, which I don't know if Cedar Fair loves that, but we call ourselves the mids and we have like a mids chat and uh, it's like me, Valley Fair, Worlds of Fun, Michigan, and uh, sometimes CGA jumps in there too. So like we have, we have our own little, CGA. yeah, we have like our own little unit chat. Um, so it's fun. <laughs> I yeah, Brian at Worlds of Fun and Melissa at Valley Fair, we, we commiserate a lot. So we run into this, a lot of this. We see a lot of the same stuff. So Well, you got some uh, some some bragging rights over the – well, I guess uh, I guess Worlds of Fair had a little bit of bragging rights this year, right, with their new coaster. And then now next yeah. – 2024 is going to be you. Yeah, I got to learn – yeah, and I got to, you know, kind of watch Worlds of Fun and, and learn from, you know, what, what they did well or what they could have learned from. And Brian and his team over there are great. So they actually do, like, legitimately um, that the, – their marketing team specifically, like, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And uh, yeah. to hang out with them for – I had to actually hang out with them for two weeks because we had to have a mulligan on the opening of Zynga. But uh, they, were, they were cool. Really good team. Man. Really enjoyed hanging out with them. And same thing, um, the team at Valley Fair, they're cool. They're cool too. I haven't, uh, I got to hang out with um, Melissa. We were down uh, Carowinds for a communications event. And, um, her and her team are really, really great too. So yeah, we got some talented folks in Cedar Fair right now. So I'd say so. I, well, the Knott team is awesome too. Like, holy crap. There's some talented people there. So shout out Knott's, man. I learned a lot from them. Like they, it was funny when I started in Cedar Fair, this is like way off track for a podcast. I'm sorry, but um, there's a lot of like, we can't do that. Cause not, cause like, Oh, that's just knots. And like, we can't do that. And that's too hard for this, this type of park. And man, one of my things is like to challenge our, our team Dorning specifically to be like, Hey, like just because they're knots does not mean that we can't learn from them and that we can't do things on a micro scale. 
Um, and we, I've learned a lot from them in terms of like influencer relations and how to handle celebrities when they're at the park and, um, how to work, um, content in a way that's like you collaborate and you can work with others and they, they are, have an incredible team. So shout out to knots. And then, uh, flipping it back to uh, Valley fair, maybe their, their time to uh, rise up will be sometime soon. Oh yeah. They're going to get, they're going to get their time to shine real soon here. So excited for the future of, I'm excited for the future of Cedar fair in general. I think, um, I think we have a really nice decade coming up here. So yeah. kind of some challenges getting out of the pandemic, but yeah, of course who, who didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And the mo- the business models changed a little bit too. So it's, it's always trying to figure out where, where you need to go. I mean, everything was pushed back. So I mean, it makes sense. Yep. Yeah. I think, uh, I think we're, I think we're poised and poised and ready, man. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. So next we have Hawk Vondelay. Mm. Um, he says roses and thorns for Dorney's 2023 season. The best thing about it and the worst. Furthermore, was it a successful year for the park attendance wise? Um, yeah, I mean, roses is getting to announce Iron Menace. Like, oh, best part of the year. I just and I mean it goes and the machine goes with it, right? But just being able to to do that as a park is incredible. Um, thorns the weather, like yeah. sorry about it, but like if I if if I and honestly that that hurt attendance. It was incredible though. We had a really brutal June. Jen, you're in Philly, so you know. Like we had 18 out of 30 days it rained in some capacity, and then we had four days of wildfire impacts from Canada. So yeah. we had eight operating days that were unimpacted by inclement weather or wildfire smoke, which is like unbelievable because June is like one of your best months typically. And it was like brutally bad. And then we got off the mat July. We had July. We had a good month, probably, you know, average August. We had a record breaking month and like caught up to like where we had forecasted where we wanted to be with attendance and then haunt it just rained the whole time. So I think 23 for us as a park will be remembered for just like the amount of weather impacts. So difficult to operate the park. Um, it was just tough. So I'd say that would be our thorns and roses is definitely Iron Menace and uh, Ghost in the Machine. And Talon. Talon, always. Talon and Steel Force, always. <coughs> Possessed. Um, and- <laughs> yeah, this is a great ride. No lie. Yeah, it ain't great. no talent or daddy force though daddy force <laughs> i will say this i got um our friend josh from station weight um yeah. on, on possessed and he was <laughs> he hadn't ridden a uh an intimate impulse in like since like 2008 or something like that mm. and he was super like shocked how forceful the the launches are and then just that hang time you get so Oh yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I will say I did, uh, I did possess on like a day where like I hadn't eaten anything and got little sleep and it was rough, but, uh, I did it recently, like, you know, full stomach, good night's sleep. And I was like, that is an excellent, it's an excellent ride. Yeah. No joke. I, I do have to share my very many thanks to Dorney and you for keeping possessed very healthy and around. So <laughs> that's right, man. We, we had an option there to get rid of it. I mean, for a new roller coaster, it was definitely on the table. So, but uh, we said no. We like possessed. Yeah. That's not. A, that is not a joke. <laughs> Literally, our jet. Not I me. Mean, now, 
I wasn't part of that, but our general manager, Jessica Naderman, was like absolutely not getting rid of Possessed. So you can thank her if you ever see her. For sure. All right, moving on. Uh, we have a question from Negative Power. Oh, boy, where's that going? Negative Power. <laughs> and he says, Iron Menace will get the majority of attention in 24, and deservedly so. Oh, wait, we got we had totally talked about this already. Thunderhawk, so, 100th birthday. We got yeah, you. Um, and we got you. Thunderhawk. So we, we've mentioned that. So there you go, negative power. Thunderhawk so, will say, get its own day. Yep. Yeah. Or, or if not more, whole weekend or something. Yep. There you go. So there's your answer, negative power. Um, there will so, be merch for it, too. There will be merch for Thunderhawks. We're doing stuff. Yeah. That's the short story. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing stuff, guys. We got it. Um, Thunderhawk will get its time to shine. So that's, cool. I'm glad they remind us though. I mean, honestly, I'm glad when people say stuff because I mean, you never know, honestly, we're like, we're all human too. And, um, like our, our ops team, it's like, they're not always thinking about birthdays and things like that. And I, I've got a lot going on. So it does, doesn't hurt, Yeah, but we, but we got you. So I'll, I guess I'll move down to here, uh, down to flaming scrubs. Um, oh. and I'm not sure if there's what this question means to you, but okay. how soon on the new Zamperla? I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty sure that one's at Cedar point. So yeah, I, that's uh, how, uh, what are they? They're probably looking to open in uh, April or May, I think May 4th. For Cedar point, so May 4th, there you go. May the 4th be with you. Yep. So yeah, that that's the latest on Zamperla, man. I'm excited for that project and for the park. Um, actually, no, we we uh, I don't know if it's Zamperla related, but um, you know we're we're hopeful that uh, things go well with Iron Menace, um, that there'll be some more investment in the park, and um, that would include flat rides. So certainly there's uh, there's room for I mean, and not just flat rides, but maybe other thrill rides in the future. So hopefully there's room for Zamperla there. We'll see what happens. Um. I'm going to put out a very serious suggestion on flat ride. You ready? Yes. I I know you mentioned Knobles. You're from Pennsylvania. I'm assuming. Yes, I am. Knobles. Yes. Have you ever been on the Cosmotron at Knobles? <laughs> I know of it. It's been it's been a, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's not a bad ride though. The whole group that I was with at Knobles like two weekends ago. None of us had ever been on it. We had no idea what it was. And by far the best park experience on a flat ride I have ever had. I think nice. every park needs one. So, Well, we got the whip. So we already have the best flat ride experience of all time. But uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll be open to it. We'll be open to it for sure. Yeah, I, you, you need to consider a giant disco party room. Just locked in. If, if all our competitors could keep getting rid of their historic rides too, that would be great. Love that for us. When every time I see that happen, I'm like, awesome. Keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. You can uh, put the Cosmotron so, right in the front. I'll say if Knobles wants to give us their Cosmotron, I will gladly take it. Because that would just be another thing where we could say, hey, here's a ride we have that nobody else has. Here's my suggestion for a flat ride. And I don't believe there's one in the area. I would like an SNS Scream and Swing. You know what? That's what uh, Jessica wants. So, mm. might get your wish. Never know. Yeah, oh, I would fun. like a Cosmotron, please. I don't even know the real name of it, but I want Cosmotron. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll look it up and I'll drop it in Jessica's suggestion box. So. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. I'll be the crazy talent girl about the Dorney Cosmotron. Oh, my Lord. Get you your own swag for Cosmotron. 
Yes. Oh my gosh. Walking ovals. <laughs> I need some Cosmotron swag. I even got bad blood on my first ride. It was so good. How about that? Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> that would also be good. All right, we got Stream D Bells. Um, is Iron Menace the start of a new era or the start of another drought at Thorny? You know, it's funny. I actually saw that question. I'm like, what is this human woman? This human woman says there's gonna be another drought? No. <laughs> um, no, this is this this is the start of something exciting and new for the park, one way or another. I mean, hopefully it all is accelerated. I think that's what we all want to see. Um, and I know that's not what that person meant by the question, but um, I I think the natural concern would be that if it, you know, if Iron Menace doesn't maybe hit the way that we want it to, that that kind of stalls the progress that we want to, we want to see. Um, but either way, we're completely going to change the way that people see the park. That's That's the goal. And the way to do that, we think, is with dynamic theming. Um, and I think that just this area alone is going to change how people see the park. And so um, from there, you know, we do well financially and um, if it's well received. Um, the goal would be to continue that progress somewhere else and quickly. So um, I think it, for me, the way that I see it is it's the start. It is the start of something new, the progress of that new, I think is indicative on the success of, of the change. So we'll see how it goes. And I have to say, that's, that's another reason kind of like, at least for me, <clears throat> why we want to, as you know, content creators is interact with parks and make yeah. sure that we can share everything that we can possibly do to help that progress move along. Um, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, one day, I mean, we could see a, a giga at Dorney. Could you imagine that? There's plenty of space. It's 200 <laughs> acres, man. So let's go. I could see it happening. Yes. Like I said, we have a pretty um, unique or innovative 10 year plan. And um, yeah, there's other roller coasters in that plan, but we've got to, like, we've got to do well. Yeah. And we've got to show, well, honestly, we've got to show Cedar Fair that we're worth the continued investment. And um, so I think this is a, a great step in the right direction. Certainly they see an opportunity. And so we just need to deliver. So that's, that's our challenge as a, not, and it's funny too, cause it's like, not just as a park, but like as a region, like how much, yeah. how much do we all really care about Dorney? You know, it's going to be, it's a challenge for all of us, I think. Well, if there's any uh, higher ups at Cedar fair that want to question anything, send them our way. We'll, we'll, we'll answer some questions for them. <laughs> I, you know, believe it or not, I've, I've had an audience with a lot of them lately. And um, fortunately I, I think that, uh, you know, I think our team at Dorney is well-respected. And I think, I think they have a lot of trust that we can execute. So I'm, I'm excited. So, on this last question, you know, this is uh, this is going to be a fun one for me because I enjoy this manufacturer. Oh, um, question. I might know this answer. I might know it, but yeah. if you could get on any, well, I guess I wouldn't know it if it because the question says new. If you could get on one new coaster from Intamin, what would it be? Uh yeah, I thought about this a lot. So we have the impulse. Uh, I would, I don't know. I would love a launch, but you know, I guess that. Uh, it feels like everybody's moving to these family coasters. So I <laughs> I tend to think like at some point, like someone's going to want to do it at Dorney. 
and on a level of like a big decision maker. So when I was kind of like, you know, it's like when you're kind of thinking about it, it's like, what does Intamin have that, I mean, they have a couple like dynamic family rides. Um, dude, I actually kind of like the idea of like the family inverts. Like, I think there's a pretty cool, um, I, I would love to see, a, I would love to see another launch because I think it just kind of adds to what we have. We're going to have the dive and we have, possessed with the impulse and then you have steel force so i think that that would be cool i think honestly though i feel like they would i would i feel like someone's going to want to do a family coaster when i really think about it but that's that's not necessarily where i want to go but i do see the value in something like that so we'll see what happens and if you put the bug in the ear about the an intimate multi-launch it'd be the first in that area that's that's what i'm thinking of like a multi-launch right yeah. so but yeah, I don't know. For whatever reason, whenever, you know, it's like whenever I start thinking about, like, what, what will we end up doing? Feels more like we would get, because, I mean, Woodstock Express, right? Like, we need something else, I think. So, I think we would end up going in that kind of direction. There's yeah. no, like, good stepping stone at the park. Yeah, we need a good gravy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> gravy. <laughs> I mean, it's so those, funny those to watch like our marketing campaign versus versus that one, which I think is great for what they what they have. It's just so funny how theirs is like in that. I love corny. It's like totally in that like corny, like everybody can laugh about it. And then we got ours is just like super serious and gritty and Batman dark and murder. And it's like let's <laughs> just like put the two next to each other and be like, my lord. What if I had done like oversaw? I was like, I was thinking to myself, like, what if I had to oversee both those things? Because you know, it's like, why are you doing? Somebody actually pointed this out. It's like one of my favorite things from the 2023 season. They were like, they're like, I love how Ryan is going from like, oh my god, it's carnival, which is so colorful and like dancing and food, and then the next day it's like, Arminus, what's coming next? death and i'm like it's hilarious because it's like if you looked at our profile grid, like i always like to look at the grid on instagram it was like beautiful like palette like very pastel and purple and yellow and then it's like just black and gray and dark brown um it was, so that was funny to see that so yeah. with that whole new uh like steel yard type uh of vibe in that area are we gonna get some metal music in there uh yeah actually you know it's funny um this is another untold story, but we were um, doing videos for all this stuff. Right. And we were kind of kicking around the menacing minute or the construction updates. Well, I actually, if you go back, you'll see that I did a con- kind of like a construction update video before menacing minute launched. Cause we were just kind of stuck. We were like in the last two or three legs of like trying to really figure out what we wanted to do. And I don't know what kind of song I picked, man, but basically someone else in the group was like, don't, my God, never do that again. I don't even know. It was just like something, I don't know, like hype music, you know? And it was like, that does not match the ride at all. So we kind of landed on like heavy metal. Um, So I think if anything, it's going to be one of two things. You'll either, you'll either kind of get like that metal vibe um, or you're going to get more like 1930s, like ragtime jazz kind of stuff. Cause that's what Hiram would have listened to. So um we're kind of kicking that around right now like which which direction do you go are you going more like like the teaser trailers right like with the record and the i i know the song specifically i don't know actually i can't remember what the name of the song is but 
it's just like that old timey, like record scratching, you know, guys crooning, or are you going more of like the heavy metal? So the construction is heavy metal. The teaser campaign was kind of like that ragtime jazz kind of feel. And so we'll see where we land once they, I mean, that'll be an entertainment decision ultimately, but we'll probably have some say in it. My thoughts just popping into my head is, you know, during the regular season is have that, you know, the 1930s music and everything. And then when you have have during haunt. during haunt and then maybe have some pyro in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll run that up the ladder to uh, entertainment <laughs> for you, buddy. Oh, uh, you know, Ryan, I am, uh, I'm glad that you wanted to come hang out because it is always a blast. Yeah, man. Likewise. Love hanging out with you guys. Yeah, we always have such a good time. And I'm so excited that Dandelion made an a dandelion made an appearance. Dandelion yeah. sighting. I don't even know where she went. She had her fun there at the very beginning and then she got it. She was over it. She's like, you know what? You're boring. <laughs> You're not actually moving, so I'm done. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka definitely agree. Yeah, she's <laughs> do this do this every week. <laughs> Very rare that she's quiet and asleep during a recording. It's understandable. We get it. It's also, you know, it's getting late, so it's her bedtime. She's got to get up and work out in the morning and get her coffee. We know. She's got a yeah. routine. Yeah, she's got a very busy day. Yeah, she's got to get to that eight-hour job and all that stuff. At least she has, a talent, she has a Talon coffee mug now, so. There you go. Yeah, we have a Talon coffee mug or Talon mm. lamb. Oh my god! I just got a Talon vintage shirt for my birthday. Oh, did you? Yeah. Nice. There's somebody on Instagram. I don't know who it is, but man, they, whoever it is has like some seriously sick like 1995 throwback merch that they're either like custom designing or like finding. And I need to. I need to like what it's every time I see it. I swear it's on like the busiest day of the week. But I'm hoping in the off season that person throws something up and I can like connect with them because some of the stuff was dope. There was like a, it was like a white hat with like the Steel Force logo and like Morgan reaching over it. But it was like one of those hats, you know, it has like the rope around the brim. Like oh, old yeah. school, man. And it was kind of like a flat brim cap, like a starter hat. And I'm like, dude, I need that hat. And I'm like, yeah. where did this person get this hat? <laughs> I feel like the. Like, there's a lot of people that, like, thrift near the different theme parks, and they find some really cool stuff. Dude, I like the like the uh, late 80s, early 90s Dorney Park and Wildwater Kingdom stuff is a vibe. Like, we have some cool, like, employee polos that we dug up, and I'm like, these things are sick. <laughs> like, compared to, like, the modern day, like, here's a Cedar Fair logo slapped on, like, a yellow or green shirt. Like, they are dope i'm like whatever happened to style while you're running the ride you know <laughs> like we need to get back to that or there was one too where it's like almost like there's like it was like purple white and yellow shirt you know when they used to do that like weird like check patterning okay yeah. like, dude we need that i need that I need that in my life yeah, like the hot, hot pinks were in in the 80s you know like let's hot pink in there oh my god yeah i mean i mean that stuff's all i feel like making a comeback so yeah, man. Like I said, I got to figure out like who this person is and if they're just like, yeah, if they're just like really good at thrifting or if they're like custom designing stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff. Uh, well, I mean, I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Um, once again, thank you, Ryan, for coming and hanging out with You're us. Welcome. You're welcome. And hopefully it's not the last time.
No, I don't think so. I don't think um, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Anyway, um, anybody, everybody, thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you next week. Yeah, see you next time, guys. This has been the Theme Park Stand Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. We'll see you all next time.